Play fake. Young goes deep middle. He's got Jerry Rice. Welcome to another edition of the 49ers Family Podcast with your three generations of 49ers fans breaking down the game each week, previewing the game, hearing from Grandpa Mike as he's been a fan since 1949 when he attended his first 49er game at Keysar Stadium when he was just seven years old. My name is Josh. I'm here with my dad, Jared, and Grandpa Mike, and we are the 49ers family. Um, come join our family. Listen along as we get started. Mike, Grandpa, how's it going? It's going good, Josh. Um, we're, you know, it's Wednesday. We have a couple more days before we kick off the season. So I'm very excited, but I also get very nervous and I don't like that. So it, I always feel like I, feels like I own the team or have a million dollars spent on the game. It's neither one, um, but I do, I just want to get off to a good start and, um, I probably overanalyze everything, but um, that's who I am. And, you know, I've done this since for 73 years. Yeah. Um, I've been rooting for the 49ers. And um, here we go with season 2022. And I think it's going to be a really good one. We're, we're loaded. So yeah. And I see you're wearing a jersey. What jersey are you wearing today? This is uh, Fred Warner from BYU. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. The throwback. The throwback. My favorites. Great. Dad, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm ready for some football. Looking forward to Sunday and uh, kick off. See Trey Lance versus Justin Fields. And uh, it's going to be a great game. So I'm excited to talk about it. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to talk 49er football. Let's do it. Um, I failed. If, if you listen to our last episode of our podcast, the first in first edition or first episode, I failed to introduce myself. So I thought I'd do that really quick. Uh, my name is Josh. I am the host uh, facilitator um, with these two gentlemen here. Um, I've been a 49er fan my whole entire life. Get that from grandpa, grandpa Mike here. Uh, I remember from really since I was three, four years old, I had 49ers decor in my room. I remember having uh, like one of those classic 1993 trash cans that like aluminum trash can that was uh 49ers um and I remember having the classic sheet set like on my on my twin bed that had all the logos from all the teams and I was always finding the the 49ers logo um been a fan forever and grew up watching this guy I have my Steve Young jersey on uh, once again from BYU I did go to BYU I love that BYU um 49er connection with not only Steve Young but even Ty Detmer played for the Niners. Um, Tom Homo played for the Niners. Fred Warner, of course, as of late. Uh, so uh, love the Niners and, and love cheering them on um, and getting to do this with my dad and grandpa. So yeah, those sheet that sheet said I paid for that, buddy. Just to I know. Yeah. I picked that out. I said we're going to NFL. We decked out your room in complete NFL wallpaper, the pillowcases, sheets, the whole deal. So um, any, any helmets? Yeah. Yeah, had it all. I know. And the, the sad part is that I want it all back. I was actually just on eBay yesterday looking up that sheet set um, and it's out there and they're probably not in the best condition because they're now 30 years old, but the people are still selling those 1993 um, sheet sets and that would be fun to get. I have two young boys. They're tiny right now. They're only two years old and six months, but, but some good, good times, good memories. Um, with the the classics so right on yeah all so, right well um appreciate everybody listening today today we are going to talk about um the season kind of preview the season talk about the schedule um what our predictions are for the season uh, win loss totals what are some key games that we have circled on our calendar that you should have too uh and then we'll break down as i mentioned you know break down the bears game um, the Bears offense, defense, some kind of opportunities there, weaknesses, as well as, you know, talking about the Niners, uh, the health of the Niners, you know, today uh, it came out that George Kittle is nursing a groin injury day to day. So we'll talk about the Niners and what to expect there and then give our game predictions. Um, this is this is fun. We're actually getting into the season. I can't believe it's here. So 
but let's dive right in. So talking about the schedule, um, you know, obviously we already mentioned that we're starting out with the Bears this week. And then from the Bears, we go um, back home, face Seattle at home, go at Denver to face the Broncos, back home to face the Rams, um, go on the road for two weeks to Carolina and then at, to Atlanta. Uh, then come back home to face the, the Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs uh, and then go to L.A. Um, or South San Francisco, as some people call, um, and face the, face the Rams. I'll stop there. Um, Grandpa, Dad, what do you think about the first half of the schedule? What, do you, what are those games that, that are intriguing to you? Well, um, the first half is going to be difficult in a couple of ways. Um, <clears throat> So we've now played 17 games, but I cut it off at eight the first half. Five of the eight are on the road, and that'll, you know, that'll be difficult. Um, we also play the Rams twice in the first half. Yeah. That'll, that'll be difficult. Very interesting. I was surprised to see that when the schedule came out. Yeah. Um, so, <clears throat> you know, that I... I want to get off to a good start. I mean, I want this every year, but I think it's imperative we do because when you look at last year, we started three and five and we were swimming uphill the whole year um, or so it felt. I mean, yep. we, we didn't qualify for the playoffs until the last game of the season in overtime. Right, the last second. Beat the Rams in LA in overtime. We would not have been in the playoffs and had you know, this marvelous run of beating Dallas and Green Bay and and leading the Rams by 10 points in the fourth quarter. So, I mean, it just was a, a blink. Um, so I want to get off to a good start. I know the team does too. And I think back to 2019 when we went 8-0. And that's way too much to ask here. But, you know, we went 8-0 and we just coasted and we went 13-3 and and number one seed played at home, went to the Super Bowl. And I'm just, that's my picture of 2022. Um, get off to a good start is, is really imperative, although it will be difficult. The second half of the season, it's the opposite. We have a lot of home games. Yep. You know, most of our road work is done. Right. One, one final comment on the schedule, and it goes back to last year. Um, Last year, we played 20 games, okay? I, I don't think we've ever played 20 games, but um, the, the thing was eight were at home, 12 were on the road. No team in the history of the NFL has played 12 games on the road in one year. We right. did that last year. So anyway, um, that's a little bit of my thoughts on the first half of the schedule. Dad, what, what do you think are some of the games that were most at risk of losing? Grandpa mentioned the Rams. What other games, uh, even in the second half of the schedule, when we're going, we're facing the Chargers. We faced the Cardinals twice on the second half of the schedule. New Orleans, Dolphins, um, Buccaneers, Seahawks, once again, at Seattle this time, uh, at home versus Washington. And then an interesting day, New Year's Day game at Vegas, at the Las Vegas Raiders. What do you think, what are those, some of the games that worry you? That worry me. Uh, I obviously Rams in the first half of the season. Uh, Grandpa just talked about that. Um, that worries me a little bit. I'm just going against Stafford. Um, we, you know, right before our bye week in week nine, uh, we play. Uh, we're at the Rams, so that's going to be a, a big game. You got to get past Kansas City and the Mahomes. Um, looks like week seven. I look at that, and then I'm looking at the Chargers again in the November. Uh, uh, playing the Chargers and Tampa Bay. Those are kind of my, the big games I, I see. Um, there's probably more out there, but I, I always look at the, the high-powered offenses, the good quarterbacks. Um, we got to play Russell Wilson um, in a couple weeks. It looks like September 25th um, with Denver. So that'll be an interesting matchup too. But I think if we get through this first half, um, with uh, maybe a couple losses, two or three, three at the most, I think we're going to have a great season. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, you know, well, one, 
you know, I think it's really interesting. Not only is it that we have an odd number of games now with 17 regular season games. So you're either going to have one more road game or one more home game. Um, what's intriguing is that we already have one more home game and then the Cardinals game that should be away at the Cardinals is actually going to be in Mexico City on November 21st. Super cool. Um, I love that we're going there and I've been to Mexico before and they love the Niners, Los Niners. Um, and they have, you know, that kind of, um, secondhand market Niners stuff that they put on backpacks and, and everything. And I think that pit place is going to be packed and almost feel like a home game away from home kind of one of those college neutral side games but the the crowd favors uh you know a certain team so i think that's going to be interesting and in our favor um talking about that first half though going against uh the the broncos the rams twice and patrick mahomes yeah. and it, this might be a hot take here or maybe this is me with low expectations especially with trey lance kind of starting and the O-line, a lot of things that we talked about last week. I, I think the front half is going to be rough. And if we can make it out with a four and four record in the front half, um, eight and eight, uh, four and four in the first eight, that, while that might hurt, I think that might set us up for success in that second half and be more prepared against um, the Buccaneers and some of these good teams on the second half of the schedule and create some good momentum riding into the playoffs that's kind of um once again maybe that's me hedging my bet a little bit expecting the worst not that it's the worst i still think overall and i want to get your take on this too <laughs> that we are going to go 10 and 7 right now the the sports books have us at nine and a half wins is kind of the over under i'm still going to take the over i still think we get to 10 wins and even as i was looking at the schedule my heart wanted to pull for 11 wins but realistically, with Trey Lance learning, growing, this kind of his first true season as a starting quarterback, I'm predicting that we get to 10 and seven, and that's still good enough to get into the playoffs. Well, I my thought is right away, I mean, the teams that have the best, um, you know, defenses, we're going to have probably the toughest time. You know, our strength is our defense. Our weaknesses are offensive line. We talked a little bit about that. We have... Uh, um, great, uh, you know, power position players, you know, we, that can catch the ball and whatnot. Trey is going to be, you know, just how calm he can stay in the pocket. So uh, the weakest, weaker defenses, we're going to do well. We're going to be able to, um, to hold teams um, um, as far as scoring with our, uh, our defense fairly well until we hit like uh, a Mahomes and and maybe a Stafford, I guess, with their high-powered offenses. But um, I think it's the strongest um, defenses, defensive lines. Those are going to be our tough, our, our toughest games. And I'm not sure what teams those are, but that's kind of how I would kind of look at it. So, just fuck, speaking about defense for a minute. Last year, the 49ers' defense was ranked number seven, and we were second against the run but 15th against the pass. And that's where I see our improvement with Mooney Ward and Mosley and <clears throat> when Jimmy Ward gets back too. But um, so our pass defense is gonna be much better. And part of that is because of the pass rush. So yep. we're gonna have a, a very highly ranked defense. We should be in the top five. I'm hoping for maybe in the top two and um, that'll dictate a lot and that'll, you know, also help the offense. Um, so, yeah, uh, defense was was very good last year, rank seven. We're better now. Oh, we're yeah. one of the top, top defenses in the league by all accounts. Um, every analyst says that is, that's our, our biggest strength for yeah. sure is defense. It's just that we need to stop other defenses from stopping our offense. It's going to be young uh, at quarterback. And uh, um, yeah, that's going to be our challenge is that, that front line. I think a key part of the defense, I completely agree with both of what you just said, it are going to be takeaways. Um, last year, we had a down year as far as takeaways go. And while we still had a good defense, um, and from a statistics standpoint of keeping us in games, et cetera, where we were lacking was turnovers um, and forcing turnovers, whether it be fumbles or interceptions. 
with the secondary being better, I do expect that number to go up on the average um, turnovers per game. Uh, but I think that I, I agree with you both is, is going to be a huge, huge part of um, success in 2022. Good point, Josh. The turnovers is another area we last year in 20 games, we had nine interceptions. Yep. Our leading interceptor was Jimmy Ward with two. Um, it's just going to be a whole bunch better. And um, so, and that's how you win games. Turn You win the turnover battle, you win the games. So, yep. um, yeah, good point. But yeah, uh, well, we've got dad's thoughts. Uh, oh, dad, what was your uh, season win-loss projection real quick? It was uh, 11 and 6. 11 and 6. Grandpa, what did you have? And what were your thoughts about the schedule? I, I also come in at 11 and 6. Um, I, I think we'll split with the Rams. I think Denver's going to be a tough game. Uh, we just can't get rid of Russell Wilson. No. It's been a pain for forever. Our record against Seattle is atrocious. So I think Denver will be a tough game. That's game number three. And then we'll split with the Rams. Um, I think we'll split with Arizona. Agreed. And Tampa is going to be a tough game and the Charger game is going to be tough. So, but overall, I, I, you know, all this talk about Trey Lance kind of drives me nuts, but the poor guy, I mean, is really under the spotlight. In fact, the 49er Ram game is the game of the week. Mm -hmm. And so that's what's going to go to the whole nation this week. And it's because of Trey Lance. People want to see Trey Lance. So, um, I think he'll, you know, get better as the season goes on. And at first it might be a little rough, but um, I, I, I'd love this guy to just tear it up and shut everybody up, really. <laughs> Too many critics. And Too it's many critics. Um, and you gotta, I agree with you. You gotta feel for the guy. He hasn't even done anything yet. Um, yeah. You know, they, like Trevor Lawrence started almost, if not all games last season. Zach Wilson got a good body of work besides his knee injury. Um, Justin Fields got a plenty, uh, plenty of, you know, playtime, as did Mac Jones the whole entire year. But this poor guy yeah. barely played, started two games last year, is just getting completely ran over by the media. And I will say there are some some you know media correspondents that are really high on him and even have you know predicted him to be the MVP. But it does feel that way. That's either you're super hot uh, yeah. on or high on him, or you're throwing this guy under the bus. I just want to give him a chance to let let the ball fly, see what happens with All the right. team and and everything. Get the ball to the playmakers. I mean, the poor guy hasn't he had the chance to show what he's got. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I am really, really, really pulling for him. I want him to come out of the gate on fire and just shut these experts up. <laughs> yeah, Shanahan will scheme real well for him. Um, I don't think they're going to lean on him too much. We're going to run the ball um, and uh, probably some, you know, just some simple out to the flats, um, get the ball in Debo's hands, you know. Um, he, they're not going to lean on him too much and – yeah, we shouldn't have to too too much against the Bears anyway, um, but they'll let it rip a little bit too. So I think it'll be it's the ideal um, if you could pick a team in the NFL that we're going to start out against. It's the Bears. Yeah. I mean, they're one of the weakest teams against the pass in the NFL. Um, their defense, uh, they they lost Khalil Mack. They they don't have a whole lot. They got a great a good linebacker. I think they got one real good uh, defense alignment. I forget his name. Uh, uh, Robert, Robert Quinn. Quinn, yeah, he's a he's a big sack guy. So he'll put some pressure on him. But um, it's going to be a really a great start for uh, Trey Lance. I really feel really good about it. Um, just got to stay healthy and uh, just get the ball rolling. But it is the ideal setup for us. I agree. So yeah. let's let's close out that real quick. So. As far as the season goes, I predict that we'll go 10 and seven. Grandpa and dad predict that we'll go 11 and six. Uh, overall, great outlook on the season. I think a lot of the experts um, are also expecting good things for the Niners. As far as the NFC West odds go, the Rams are still the odds on favorite to win the NFC West, but not by much. 
I will say that. Uh, so the Niners are right there on their heels. And I, I agree that it'll come down to winning the games you're supposed to win, which are really beating Seattle both times. And then at, at the worst, splitting with Arizona and splitting with the Rams. Uh, if the Niners can do that, they should be in a good position to take the NFC West um, and avoid having to go to the wild card game, even though wild card is a whole different thing these days. Um, but but all in all, great season. We'll be on um, prime time five different five different times, which I believe was tied for the most, uh, which is very fun. The Niners always play well on, on prime time, um, always have been. Grandpa Wright, the most Monday night football wins in, in NFL history. Uh, so it's a super exciting season. Yeah. Any last thoughts on the season in general? As I kind of just scout, you know, what's being talked about in the NFL, the Niners are, are nobody wants to play them. Um, Trey Lance is the unknown and everybody fears our defense. And we have, we held on to Debo. Um, we got Ayuk. Um, we got some great weapons. Um, we got uh, Elijah Mitchell. Um, so, I mean, if we just got to plug in that quarterback and he's got to manage the game well and make some key passes, and I mean, we're going to be contenders, you know, for sure. I you know, what's, what's interesting uh, this Sunday. Um, so I look at, you know, who we're going to play and how Shanahan would form his game plan. And you look at the opponent and see where the weaknesses are. The bear defense pass defense last year was ranked 30th mm -hmm. and they're going to start two rookies. Um, and so it tells me we're going to pass, <laughs> but then the other side of it is to take, you know, the heat off Trey Lance and we're really a running team. We're going to run. So um, I'm sure it'll be balanced, but um, I, one hand, I think we're going to run. And then I look at the stats and it says we're going to pass. So we'll, we'll see. It'll be exciting. <laughs> it'll be exciting. So let's talk about that a little bit more. So Bears week, I agree with both what you just uh, have already said. <laughs> it does feel like a great first game, especially for a young quarterback. Um, no knock on the Bears, but the Bears are kind of in rebuilding mode, drafting a young quarterback themselves. They have young pieces uh, around the team, um, and they a lot of them are unproven. They also have a brand new coaching staff. Uh, and, you know, what does that mean? Usually that means that they want to bring in their own players and build their own team, just like when Kyle Shanahan brought uh, in John Lynch, you know, came in, assessed the situation. And then as grandpa alluded to last week, I think you said three players are left from two. the squad. Two, two players are left from that squad that they inherited. So, um, you know, it, this is not the Bears team of the 80s, <laughs> but, uh, you know, still NFL does a great job of having parity. And, and with the line right now being six and a half points, you know, I also follow college football and a six and a half point line in college football is relatively close. It's a one score game. Um, almost every line in NFL is, is, is usually around a one score game, if not less. Um, but I was actually surprised to see that the Niners were only favored by six and a half. What do you guys think? I agree. I, th I thought we'd be favored by more um, because there's every indication that Chicago has regressed. They, you know, they were a six win team last year and they've lost Khalil Mack, Allen Robinson, Eddie Goldman um, and others. They're not as good as they were a year ago and they only won six games. Right. So, um, you know, I, th their coaching staff has got a reputation. They brought these guys from Indy um, the head coach and the, the DC um, and they, Indy plays hard. So I expect the bears to play hard, but they don't have the horses. They just don't have the players. So um, I'm hoping that this is not a nail biter and we win easy. Yeah. I, I mean, the bears, I was looking at some uh, reports. Um, Grandpa, I think you you put one of those reports out to send it out to us, but the, the Bears have 25 new players this season. I mean, that's half their team, you know. Um, so they're going to be kind of raw and a little unknown, um, but uh, they're going to, they're going to, you know, they're going to be all right. I just, like I said, I just think it's a great, a great way to start our season. I think we're going to win by 
what what I pick uh, 24 to 14. So at least at least 10 points or, you know, 10 to 14 points. So I think it's going to be it's going to be fun. Some of the things that I thought were interesting and kind of, you know, talking about weaknesses as as, as pertains to the Bears. um, Last year, they allowed a league high 58 sacks. Um, As we know, our defensive line is extremely talented, probably the best in the league. And there's been jokes going around (laughs) that Justin Fields, he was just at the Ohio State um, game this last weekend. And there was a a tweet going around the saying that the security guards that were around him was the most protection he's going to have all year. That's true. um, He he is going to be running for his life, um, frankly. And even he in media availability today or yesterday (laughs) um, got asked about Nick Bosa and he plain old said that he's he doesn't expect um, a good day from his left tackle, and I was like, "Ouch!" Um, but I don't think anybody, any quarterback, realistically expects a good day from their left tackle when they're when they're facing Nick Bosa. But I think that is really gonna stunt their whole entire offense. Um, I have the the Niners winning, I believe, twenty four to ten. I believe I'm trying to find my prediction here, but somewhere around there, 24 to 10 is, is my prediction because I, I do think that the Niners are going to hold them to, to almost nothing. And they might get one big play here or there and they end up with 10 points, who knows? Um, but I think the Niners are going to really take hold of this game and it's going to be led by the defense. And then the offense is going to find ways with the run, with the playmakers that we have, to put some points on the board, but nothing, nothing crazy. I think that it's going to be a relatively uh, low scoring game. Um, 24 to 10 is my prediction. Yeah. Let's just not turn over the ball and uh, let's get a few from the other side. And yeah, it's going to be. Grandpa, what do you think? I saw that your prediction, you, you think that we're going to score a little bit more, huh? I do. Um, again, you know, the bear defense is, just a shell of what it was a couple of years ago. They used to be really good defensively. And Mm -hmm. why has that changed? Especially um, against the pass. Now they're going to start two rookie corners. They're two top draft picks. Um, I have no idea how they'll play, but it's, you know, nobody walks onto that field in the NFL and just takes it over. And your name's Bo Jackson. Um, (laughs) So I... I'm anticipating, and I really hope this happens, is um, Trey airs it out two, three, four times, you know, and throws some bombs um, to Gray or whoever. And um, we're going to air it out. We're going to really test these guys. So um, we just can't turn the ball over. Agreed. That's the key. Yeah, I hope Trey has some time to throw those deep balls. I would not be surprised, and Shanahan likes to do this, especially with the more mobile quarterback, is get him out and get him rolling out, um, yeah. make the field smaller. He has less reads and kind of simplify the game for him. Um, not that my experience is anything like Trey's, but even playing a little quarterback myself and our adult flag football league, I love rolling out because I have, li- I have less options, less things to consider, and it, it's, it seems like this, the game slows down a little bit. And, you know, uh, once again, you can use your legs too. And he has that ability. Obviously we want to keep him healthy um, and that be the very last resort. But if he, if there are no reads and everything and he can pick up three, four yards just on a QB keeper and run out on, you know, to the sideline. Great. You know, let's keep it simple. Let's, let's get the ball to our playmakers once again. Yeah, I think that's great. Um, he will be mobile. That'll, that's he's got legs and he's got a strong arm. So that is uh, his asset. Rakon Smith, their linebacker, I guess uh, the Bears linebacker. It's one of their stud players. Yeah. Um, he's really good at tracking quarterbacks. He's chased down um, a, a lot of mobile quarterbacks last last year. So he he'll be spying on uh, on Trey, but that's okay. Um, we'll throw. You know we'll. We'll roll right and throw left. So, um, but yeah, it's it'll be fun. 
So let's talk a little bit. We've been talking about the Bears. Let's talk a little bit about now the, the Niners, who we have going to this game. We mentioned last week that we are starting the year off with a couple of people on the IR. Um, Jason Verrett still on the pup, physically unable to perform list. Um, and as I teased in kind of the introduction of this episode, George Kittle, uh, nursing and groin injury that uh, is day to day. We'll see if he's ready for Sunday. Uh, as far as injuries go, go what, are, what are your thoughts, Grandpa? It feels like we always seem to get dinged up. Yeah. Um, I think, I don't know how bad Kittle is. He just watched from the sidelines today and it didn't sound bad, but it's, you know, the groin is, you pull that and you're out for months. So I, I think they'll sit him and we can win without him is the thinking. Um, but we have, I mean, the Niners are loaded. Debo, mm -hmm. um, Ayuk, mm -hmm. uh, Kittle, um, the running game. I mean, yeah. The only question mark is the offensive line. And they're going to have to just go out and prove it. I don't know that Sunday will be a real big test, but um, we have three new starters on off on the offensive line as does tom brady tom brady has three new in the same positions the, the center and the two guards in tampa are brand new um so uh you know it's a lot to ask for three guys to come in and perform spectacularly without missing a beat so we'll see how that goes but um yeah, we're loaded. We can run, we can pass, we can play defense. Special teams is another area that should not be overlooked. Last year, um, we finished 26th in special teams. It was a disaster other than the blocked punt in Green Bay that won the game by Willis. Mm -hmm. um, so we fired the coach and it's interesting that our uh, special team coach last year is the Bears special team coach this year um Richard Underwood and um we went and stole Brian Schneider from Seattle he's been he was in Seattle for 10 years as the special team coach and Seattle won a lot of games in the last 10 years and their special teams was part of it so there's another area that I think we're really going to improve the turnovers and the special teams and it's it's big field position you know um is 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 a big difference maker so we're definitely a better team like defensively like we strengthen the secondary special teams these other important areas and then uh getting back to the injuries um uh grandpa you brought up some stats uh the 49ers in 2021 last year were the third most injured team in the league i mean that's yeah. huge um and uh in 2020 we were the most injured team in the league i mean that's that's huge. Um, yep. The Rams, meanwhile, last year uh, were the fifth least injured, and in 2020 were the second least injured. So, I mean, if we were healthy, I mean, we've gone to two NFC championships and a Super Bowl recently, and just come up a little short in some key games. And uh, who knows, injuries could have changed everything for us. So, uh, we definitely have to stay healthy. We do. And when you look at, I just compared our injuries to the Rams as they've ascended and won a world championship. And they've just been blessed. I mean, they, they've had the, the least injured team in 2017. They were fourth least injured in 2018, 10th least injured, second least injured. And last year when they won the Super Bowl, they were the fifth least injured. We are the most injured, they're the least injured. So here we start this year and Matthew Stafford has a, has a bad elbow um, that they're hiding. So we'll see tomorrow night, you know, this could be a problem for them. Mm -hmm. I know. You'll be I've whipping been... that ball around. I know. I'm sure they've been nursing him, but um, yeah, he'll, he'll be fine. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, I also agree with grandpa. I think they're hiding it. Um, I've heard mentions that Tommy John surgery has been discussed but he obviously doesn't want to do that. Uh, and well, we shall see. But 
they're even, you know, that got brought up as part of the whole Jimmy G speculation. Are the Bears waiting um, for him to get released to make a move on him because yep. they're in a situation where they can win now? Um, they're also right. um, obviously returning Super Bowl champs, but um, they're a, a roster built to win right now. So, something yeah. to watch for sure. It's going to. Other other potential kind of injuries uh, this week. Elijah Mitchell was nursing an injury and is listed as questionable today. His status changed to healthy, so he should be good to go. Um, otherwise, it's really as we just mentioned. The goal is to win and stay healthy. Uh, we all remember the disaster that was the 2020 season. Um, let's not do that again. Uh, one thing that I found interesting, and I found this on the internet. Uh, and I th just thought it was so intriguing. So the new Bears coach actually asked the stadium grounds people to change the grass, the actual turf. Um, and they used, and I, I don't have it up in front of me, but they used a certain type of grass and he asked them to rip that out and replace it with a different type of grass. That was more of a hybrid grass. And he, he said it was better for, for players' you know, performance and, and potentially injuries. So I hope that's the case. Uh, I, I am a believer, call it a conspiracy theory, but I don't think it is. I think it's really in the science that, that the turf that's been installed around the league is not um, great for NFL performance. And especially you see all these ACL injuries these days, a yep. lot of it has to deal with the turf um, and, and playing on the turf. There's a lot of players that hate the turf and, um, want to get rid of it i don't think they'll ever win that battle but um but yeah get through the game win the game i'm definitely taking the over um and uh you know we just got to stay healthy so the bears this week also announced that they're going to build a new stadium yes and arlington heights where the racetrack was i was there once it was all white and um so it's going to be a dome stadium and what will be interesting, at least for the NFC North, is three teams, Detroit Dome, um, Minnesota Dome, Chicago Dome, Green Bay Lambeau Field. I, I mean, it's, wow, night and day. So anyway, that's a few years down the road, but the Bears are going to build a new stadium. Yeah, I saw that. I was looking at their plans. It's like a 400-acre site and really are going to you know, revamp the whole entire thing. I mean, it's way out there in, in the suburbs. It's even, uh, if I remember correctly, it's northwest of O'Hare. Um, it's way out there. Not, it's, not, I mean, it depends on where you come from, I guess. So working for United Airlines, we were in Elk Grove Village and right next door is um, Mount Prospect and Arlington Heights and all those places, those little towns, as I call them. Um, yeah. So it's it's near O'Hare. It's not that far from the airport. Yeah, it's near O'Hare, which honestly, when we're talking, we're Niners fans, and they obviously moved it from from the stick on the bay to, down to Santa Clara. Uh, it's had a similar vibe as that of moving it into the suburbs a little bit. They, that's where they can get more land, create more of a complex, which is kind of the new thing um, right. as far as business development goes. Uh, but but yeah, Soldier Field though. Soldier Field Field is an epic venue. It's been there forever. A lot of memories. Once again, going even go back to those 80, 85 Bears, you know, very uh, eighty four Bears. I think it was eighty four Bears. Super super historic. Yeah, it, yeah. Um, and it's named after the soldiers. You know, um, once upon a time. So it's real old. I've been there, and um, you know, I it's hard to build a new stadium we won't get into that that's a that's another story for another day but Chicago's going to build a new stadium so anyway that's that very cool all right well um uh final predictions for the Niner game I said 24 to 10 um dad you said 21 10 no 24 14 24 14 grandpa what's your final score I forget if you um I, I forget oh here it is i'm 34 to 13 34 to 13 i changed it i started out i it was like 24 to 17 
And then the more I read and researched and everything, I just go, we've got to score a lot of points. These guys are terrible. Yeah. So um, that's, you know, a little grandiose probably, but my score is 34 or 13. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, hey, I love it. Yeah. I love it. I, I, I'm counting on a modest day from the offense, but if we can get some defensive touchdowns at pick six or a scoop and score, which I think are very possible in these games, that yeah. score can that score can go up there to 34 points for sure. Yeah, yeah. it'd be great if our uh, you know our uh, defense you know can put uh, you know one score up a game at least that'd be awesome. Yeah. Last, th last thing that I did want to mention uh, because I think it's a huge storyline for this for this game and I don't think it's going to play out in favor. But the whole Justin Fields storyline of of course the Niners passed on him. There were a lot of people thinking that the Niners would take Justin Fields at number three in the 2020 draft, um, but they didn't. Uh, they took Trey Lance. And uh, even one of Justin Fields' teammates, I forget which one, said that, that you know, Justin Fields took it personally and that this is a little bit of a revenge game for him. And he wants to show them that the Niners were wrong in, in drafting Trey Lance over him. So some extra motivation for for him but unfortunately it's not the same motivation for for the o-line <laughs> yeah yeah you you got to have the the horses and they just don't don't have them right now yeah so, should be interesting for sure the game um on sunday as grandpa mentioned it will be on fox uh is the game of the week at kicks off at 10 a.m pacific uh should be should be a good game i'm excited yeah it's gonna be great here right. we go i'm ready yeah. go niners uh, go niners <laughs> so uh, as we mentioned in our first podcast we do love to share uh stories uh grandpa mike has a plethora of them and this being obviously an away game first away game this season uh grandpa mike has had the great privilege of traveling actually with the 49ers on the team plane multiple times to away games was, uh, while he worked for United Airlines. So the grandma thought you could share a little bit about kind of the coordination of kind of the exactness of the travel, how that goes down, how you were involved and kind of what were some of the observations that you made in the times that you you were on the team plane? Well, um, it's I consider myself to be very, very lucky and fortunate. Um, and it was during the glory years of the 49ers in the 80s and 90s. As we mentioned earlier, I worked for United Airlines for 37 years and teams each year um, get bids from the airlines to do their charter, their, their flights to their away games. And United many, many years um, carried the 49ers. So, <clears throat> Senior management knew I was a 49er fan. Everybody knew I was a 49er fan. And um, so I, you know, I was asked, would I like to go and travel with the team? <laughs> would I like to? Yes. And it would be, you know, one of the great thrills of my life. And so um, we did that. I did that many times. And um, the, the company needed a representative on the airplane in case something went wrong. So it's just the team and they needed somebody from United to be a spokesman. And so my job was really very easy. And when we left San Francisco, um, I really had nothing to do um, because there's the ground crew and everything, but I would, I would go down and check with them. But on the on at destination when we flew home, I had my only little assignment, and that was to go down onto the ramp, onto the tarmac, and talk to the mechanics and make sure that the airplane was going to be on time. And if there was something wrong, I was to report it to Bill Walsh. So it was kind of funny, and I'll get into more details in a second, but um, I got to know Bill Walsh and um, he's a wonderful, man, wonderful man, wonderful. Just, you know, I, after the second time, he's calling me by name. Hey, Mike, how you doing? You know, that's Bill Walsh. <laughs> he knows who I am. Um, so 
my job was to then coordinate with him. He was the team spokesperson. And so I would tell him if the flight was going to be late or not. And then I'd ask him, do you want me to make an announcement on the PA to the team who's sitting on the airplane? And he'd always say, no, no, don't tell him anything. Okay, so let me just walk through what the experience was like. And I mean, it was, again, one of the thrills of my life. I was living with my heroes. Um, so <clears throat> departure was just like a normal flight. The players would walk through the airport. They'd be told go to gate 88 or whatever the number was. And they just walk on the airplane. There was no check-in. So little by little, the players are just walking in and I would recognize really all of them over time. And um, so, and then the players sat in coach, the assistant coaches and me sat in business class and Bill Walsh and Eddie DeBartolo and the ownership sat in first class. Um, so let's see what else. Um, um, and, and I would actually spend the entire weekend with the team. It's as if I was a player on the team, except for the game. So we'd fly to destination. Um, we, there'd be four or five buses would pull up plane side. It was really slick. And the police would be there. We'd have a police escort to the hotel. And then the players would just, when they, the check-in was again so easy. There was a table in the middle of the lobby with envelopes and their names on them. They just go to the table and get their envelope. It was the key to their room. And so I would spend, there's a, there's a rule in the NFL that the visiting team needs to be in the city where the game's to be played 24 hours in advance. So we'd fly on Friday for Sunday and Saturday for, for Monday. I was there as an example, the last game Steve Young played a Monday nighter in Arizona and he got a concussion. And so I would sit in the stands during the game. That's the only, only part of the weekend I was not with the team. I was you know, watching the game from the stands and then I had a credential that went back into the locker room. And so I thought, I'm gonna go stand next to Steve Young and just see how he's talking because he's got this concussion and he was held out. And he, it's when he um, was engaged to be married, he was talking to this blonde. And, and so I walked over and just stood next to him and kind of eavesdropped and he was, he was fine. Not that I'm a doctor, but you know, he, I, I, I flew home with the team going, he's fine, he'll play next week. He never played again. Um, some of the other things that were just, fun. I mean, Ken Norton Jr. always wore this big cowboy hat. Um, T.O., who was, you know, a mouth and just a very outspoken guy, always was quiet as can be on the flights, never said a word. Just total opposite, you know. Um, it was fun to be flying in business class when Joe Montana and Jerry Rice are in coach. Um, and the other thing that always kind of I thought was neat to know is the departure time on the flight home is set by the final gun. So if the game ends at 4.03 p.m., the final gun goes off, the departure time is 6.03. It's two hours after the final gun. And one hour after the final gun, the buses leave for the airport. So players have one hour in the locker room to shower, get ready, do some interviews, get on the bus. Buses leave one hour after final gun. Flight leaves two hours after the final gun. So I got to do that a number of times. It was a incredible thrill. I mean, to be up close and personal with my, my heroes. And I was in awe and you know, you'd look at Joe Montana and go, my goodness, this guy's got everything. And he was just a cool guy. He was always laughing. You know, they were goofing off with Dwight Clark and- um, So cool. And so wonderful memories. One other final note <clears throat> is when airlines 
bid for this charter work with the NFL and they do it with every team. Um, the size of the airplane drives the price. Okay, so we would come in with bids for narrow body airplanes. Um, narrow bodied airplanes have one aisle, wide bodies have two aisles. Eddie DeBartolo wanted wide bodies and he just took care of his players. He loved his players. And so he would spend hundreds of thousands of dollars extra throughout a year to charter wide bodies. And so then a player, instead of just having a seat, he'd have a row. And after takeoff, he could put the arms up and, you know, he had a whole row. So um, Eddie took care of his, of his players and I got to see some of that. And it, it's an experience I feel very blessed. Um, you know, not many people can say that. And um, my United people took care of me. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool experience. So yeah. jealous. Um, and how, thanks for sharing that. I mean, I think all of our listeners are totally envious right now. Sure. Um, cool to see kind of that behind the scenes of how they travel to the games and kind of what that experience is like and some of those logistics and obviously get to experience all of it. Very, very cool. Thanks for sharing. Riding on the buses was at, <clears throat> after the game. So not from the airport to the hotel, there was not a lot of hoopla there. But after the game, there's thousands of fans that are just right next to the bus. And they're, you know, you think you're a rock star. I mean, you're, you're looking out at the, they're going crazy. And the bus would pull away and go slow and then he'd speed up and eventually take off. But, you know, thousands of fans or groupies just all over the buses. How fun. How fun. Those are great memories. That's so yeah. cool. I love it. All right. Really were. Well, that's going to do it for another episode of 49ers Family. Thank you for joining us. If you have any comments, questions, or want us to break something down or, uh, you know, anything, please email us at 49ersfamilypodcast at gmail.com. 49ers spelled 49ers familypodcast at gmail.com. Um, appreciate you listening to us and uh, being part of our 49ers family. Until next time, go Niners. Go Niners. Woo! Let's go Niners.